was parked out there just happened to be a squad car. One of your, oh, uh, nice. one of your friends. And he was none too happy. He started yelling at me because of the patch I had on my hat. The Poppins yeah. patches, red coat patch. Yep. We got two red coats, Poppins patch, red coats, and we got two uh, spirit resistance. Keep your rifle by your side. And I, I just told him to lick my balls. <laughs> I hope you heard that because we're live. And welcome, uh, welcome, welcome to another fantastic episode of Anarchy Among Friends Roundtable Discussion. Before we get started, let me first remind you that we are covered by the BIPCOT No Government License, which allows for the use and reuse of this podcast by anyone and everyone except for governments and the bludgies thereof. You can learn more about that at BIPCOT.org. That is B-I-P-C-O-T dot O-R-G. We're also covered by Brandenburg v. Ohio 1969, which ruled that the government cannot punish inflammatory speech unless that speech is, quote, directed to or inciting or producing imminent lawless. I get it wrong. I need to go back and read it. It's directed it's, to inciting, inciting imminent lawless action and is likely inciting, to inciting inciting or, or producing imminent lawless action is likely to incite or produce such action. Therefore, everything said here on Anarchy Among Friends Roundtable Discussion is entirely hypothetical. Uh, this is episode 179, um, which I I did not did not name yet. Uh, what's up, Brandon? Brandon, he's a, he's a NorCal. Oh, he's good people. But uh, yeah, today we're uh, I don't know. I hope Brandon. Just... I hope you end up in the same gulag as we do. Possibly. <laughs> Treatment Camp One. Yeah. <laughs> I, for one, look forward to the intramural FEMA camp sports. Right? <laughs> I watched Unbroken the other day. That was a that was Japanese FEMA camp. But... So, so, Andrew, for the track and field events, is one of them going to be the typhoid toss? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have, we'll have uh, uh... a Native American... Blanket weaving, arching crafts. <laughs> we'll, we'll have fence climbing, and uh, wire cutter manufacturing, and uh, the sawdust bread bake off. Yeah, uh, we'll have hole digging, um, running, um, hide and seek, horse uh, uh, apple pie contest. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be great. We'll we'll have um, you know contests and like. Making spicy Russian cocktails one on one. The first one to dig a six foot hole doesn't get buried in it. <laughs> I'm buying. I was. I'm trying. I was thinking escape. Uh, you guys are are just getting dark here. Uh, <laughs> I'm too old to run. <laughs> I would say I don't run unless somebody's run. chasing me. But damn it, there would be people chasing me for sure. Yeah, there would be people chasing it. Uh... <laughs> uh, I'll be like uh, Jeb's dad. Avenge me! Yeah, we'll do. Uh, you know, I, I can teach classes how to hotwire a car. Um, remember, kids, military U.S. military vehicles do not need keys. Um... <laughs> that one's the Magneto. Flip both of those. Wait till the light comes on. Push the button. <laughs> oh, Don't yeah, forget to take off the steering lock, however, because the steering wheel's locked. And uh, I have heard tell of officers who hopped into Humvees, started them, and drove off 
with the steering lock still on, which went fine <laughs> until the road turned. I've seen a video like that. Had to have been a fucking lieutenant. I've seen a video like that where, like, the LT jumped in, the, the two LT jumped in, and then the, the sergeant, you know, the, the gunny was back there. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. And the LT just drove off and went right up and over the berm. <laughs> Yeah, if you're if you're the sergeant in that in that uh, instance, you're like, wait, ah, uh, he'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> wait, stop! Don't, no, no, this is gonna be great. As he tries to go around the cul-de-sac in front of the headquarters private, private building, goes right through sense. the front door. <laughs> Park parks on the general's grass. Track down a couple of the E4s. Hey. You guys want to see something real funny? <laughs> Watch what's about to happen. Throw a bald eagle in front of him. That was one time! <laughs> <laughs> you know, Andrew, I really think Dave needs to turn that somehow into a patch. It was one time? It was just one time. Just a dead bald like, eagle. Just dead like bald eagle. Bloody bald eagle. <laughs> It was just one time. <laughs> the bald eagle, just like it's like the the lower half of the body hanging out the windshield of just like all you see is the top of a red car with a little blower engine. Just see, it was just one have, time. You got to have the American flag bow tie though, because that really makes it the American flag bow tie in the back of what is very clearly a red third gen Camaro, and just the back end of the bald eagle. <laughs> Very clearly dead. You know, I saw, video, I saw the video the other day of a um, a trucker had a turkey come through the window and land in the passenger seat. Oof! Probably yeah. surprising to both of them. It bent. <laughs> it, 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 it bent the, the the steel cowl over the. Oh. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, that's. Yeah, it was it was it was it was very dead. It was very 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 dead. Yeah, that was a hefty hefty turkey. Hefty, hefty, hefty. I don't know why it popped in my head. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny, though, because he, like around here, you see vehicles that hit deer. And, of course, they look mangled. But you see a vehicle like a car that hit a turkey, and the entire front end just disappears. It's the, the, plas so like, the plastic grill just poof. What's that, Andrew? How are they so fucking solid? Like, because I <laughs> hit a turkey, because I hit birds with cars. That's apparently my thing. And when I had my little Honda CRX, I hit a turkey that shattered my windshield. And then I'm seeing a I, pattern here, Andrew. And then I got the car back, and like you a never, month later, you never ride shotgun with Andrew. Yeah, <laughs> but then like a month later, I was driving. I'd finally gotten the car back with a new windshield, and I was driving, and I hit a pheasant that broke the plastic in the front of the car. And let's see, I've also hit. I hit a morning dove once. Um, the only thing I've bats. ever hit. Only thing I've ever hit was a skunk. Ooh, that's always fun. I've told I've told the story before. I told the story yeah. before. It was like it was like two a.m. Coming back from the hospital with my mom, I hit it and it got it yeah. went up underneath the bottom of the car, and I didn't smell it. I didn't smell it at all when... until the next day when it was like 101. Oh, no. 
Yeah, when I worked at the tire we, shop, we, we had a car come in one time that uh, we had a guy come in one time. He had he all he said was, "I think I hit something, and now the car doesn't drive right." Okay. Went and drove it around. We're like, God, what is that god awful smell? <laughs> Pull it up to the outdoor hoist that we had for specifically this purpose. Crawled underneath it and looked. And went, oh, dead skunk laying on top of the muffler. Oh, I bet that smelled fabulous. <laughs> on top of the muffler. <laughs> no. Yay! Dead skunk. <laughs> Yay! Mm, nummy. That's which which co- coincidentally is the Wednesday Wednesday special in the FEMA camp. Hey, look at that. There you go. Yeah, I was at at a rendezvous once. I had a fur trader. Um, It didn't rain (laughs) that day. Just eat eat around the bugs. You're fine. (laughs) But I had a a fur trader because it rained that day and stuff. A bunch of his furs got wet. And I was walking by, and he was like, hey, you know know what smells worse than a skunk? Like, what? He's like, a dead skunk. You know what smells worse than that? What? And he threw it at me. He goes, wet dead skunk. Yeah, he was right. <laughs> That's a lesson you only have to learn once. Yep. <laughs> if you see skunk pelts sitting there and it has rained recently, keep moving quickly. Don't stop. <laughs> see, guys are like that. Roses. Those are not guys, roses. Guys are like that though. Like, if, like if we were hanging out and I smelled something really bad, I'd be like, "Hey, smell this," and you guys would do it because man code. Yep. yep. Right. Yeah. That's just. But like throwing a dead skunk at people, that's that's just that's kind of messed up. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of funny. My mom There's laughed a... pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> my mom would have laughed too. I was my like, mom probably, my yeah. mom would have thrown the dead skunk. Yeah, well, I was I was like, man, I think I was only like like nine or ten years old too. So like my mom just like lets like laughs at this ma- random man throwing a dead skunk at her son, <laughs> and that tells you all you need to know about my mom right there. That's. <laughs> He's like, ah, it's assuming... That encompasses everything. Yes. <laughs> Andrew, am I assuming this happened down in Prairie? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, no. No, that wasn't in Prairie. That was back when they were holding them on uh, Barren Island. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have no idea what that means. No, it's the, the island in the middle of the Mississippi that's right off the coast of La Crosse here. It's like you go over a little bridge, and then there's this big island that's smacking, because the Mississippi's that wide. Yeah. Um, there's an island smack in the center of it. It's called Barren Island. That uh, apparently my grandmother can remember when the uh, Ho Chunk camped on. So <laughs> lovely. <laughs> yeah, that before the city of stole it. Yeah, ours. We're gonna put this gigantic park out here now that nobody uses because they don't want to get swept away in the floods. Yeah, that's yeah. When it floods in the spring, it uh, stops being an island and becomes like. A causeway that has trees on either side of it for some reason. Uh, that are, that are standing the, in a swamp. Yeah. Did you see the video in North Dakota? I, I think I post I posted that like the, the Anfam chat. No, no, no. The and I think it was the Anfam chat. It was a flooding and it was like it was like I twenty something in, in North Dakota. And like it's down to one lane and the other lane has sandbags in it. And it's just water as far as the eye can see, and it's all like Flooded cornfields. Good lord. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that I mean Wisconsin's looked like that a few it's times. Bad. It's bad. Down by Viroqua and stuff. Yeah, it's freaking nice. sucks, man. It's no bueno. But uh Well, that railroad bridge is not supposed to be in the water. 
No. <laughs> Generally, no. bridges aren't. No. Kind of the opposite, really. No, and submarine and submarines don't use bridges. Yeah. Right. I mean, most of the time, one would presume. That's. I mean, it's possible because there are there are more planes underwater than there are submarines in the sky. So it's possible true. that it could have, have been meant to go underwater. Yeah. So could you say that coming out of Chesapeake Bay where they have the tunnels that go under the the outlet of the bay, when the subs go over those outlets, are they technically using a water bridge to get between bodies of water? No. Hmm. No, because it's one continuous piece of water. Do they become airplanes temporarily because they're higher than... Everything's an, air, <laughs> everything's an airplane if you throw it hard enough. Well, yeah. <laughs> Anything can fly with enough force. <laughs> At least one. And that's how the FEMA Camp Trebuchet Contest was built. <laughs> <laughs> FEMA Camp Pumpkin Chunkin. Hey, guards, come here. I want to show you something. <laughs> Pun Pungy pit into a sling for a trebuchet. <laughs> trebuchet into a pungy pit. Oh, yeah. There you go. Have the pungy pit as the target. Well, I mean, you, um, you can have landmines on the outside of it. Like, oh God! Like I just what's the uh, see if you can bounce them in the, to the pungy pit. It's the, I think it's the, the the second Rambo where it goes up to the POWs, and they have uh, like the um, truck pulls up and they the, the VC push out a bunch of villagers and make them run through this field. Uh, rice field and like in the rice field is is different landmines, and they yeah. have to run back and forth for the sport. I just I don't know. My mind goes weird places. <laughs> just saying, there's options. There's options. Options always exist. <laughs> Pedal races. Survivor gets a quick death. And go. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched a metal detecting video where a dude, like, as a hobby, metal detects on the beaches of Europe and, like, mm -hmm. digs up the teller mines. Like, well, no, like okay. Like, <laughs> <behind. There's>, <laughs> like if, 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 I'm metal detecting, if I'm metal detecting and, like, I'm picking up rings and keys and buttons, okay, cool. Like, sunglasses, cool. Cell phones, cool. Coins, cool. Uh, there's a mine. No. No, I'm not. I'm not digging that up. <laughs> like, he goes down the beach because, like, normally he does like metal detecting on like World War II battlefields. And he's like, and people always ask me, do you ever find mines? And he's like, well, let's see if I find some today. Do do do. And it's like with a shovel, like just jamming it into the sand and digging no. up these no. five-year-old. <laughs> that's that's like the, that's mines. like the video. It's like the video out of Ukraine. Uh, the dude carrying the one mine off into the distance. No, 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 no. The the video the, I shared the, the other tree? day of uh of the the tree. The the, 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 the the tank round the tank round embedded itself in the tree and the, the Ukrainian sapper or whatever he is cuts the tree down with a chainsaw and just lets it fall with the live artillery round with the, with the, the live tree. artillery round embedded in the tree like 25 feet up yeah the ceiling shut the vodka cut three down yeah. okay <laughs> oh my goodness it's a it's it's a it's a win-win though because if it falls in nothing happens cool but if it falls and it blows up hello america's funniest home videos ten thousand dollars <laughs> i was seriously hoping for the explosion i'm like sitting there watching I was too. like uh, and then nothing i'm like well this is bullshit i went i winced watching that i winced like i had to watch it a couple of times just to like really 
make sure I was seeing what I was seeing wasn't fake right before I shared it with yeah. you guys. And I even yeah. went after I watched it after I shared it, I still winced. Like I still expected it oh. to hit the ground and go off. Yeah. Oh yeah. There yeah, you you want to like have a serious anxiety attack. Like you watch some of the those World War II metal detector guys because like they'll just like scoop up like there's one where the dude just like scoops up by the handle of the anti-tank mines and he's like oh it's set on safe it's fine and like chucks it on the ground next to him and like no yeah. <laughs> it was like the, the video of the ukrainians yeah. just like kicking <laughs> kicking the landmines out of the way i mean granted they're like vehicle mines or whatever and they're just but they're I kicking them like hockey pucks yeah i got chewed out for that one so because the the older ones the if they're the older soviet ones they don't have any like safety or anything like where if they get moved they go off so you can just walk up and just slide them off the road so andrew (laughs) if we were to have some of those around here could we consider that spicy curling (laughs) (laughs) let's see what happens Jason, get the Jason, get the broom. No, no, no. I'd rather just to fix the... that to the top of the Roomba. No, and... you do a spicy shuffleboard when the when the lake freezes. You make a giant shuffleboard and <laughs> send them sailing because <laughs> it's over water, right? That'll cushion the blow. That's how that works. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? Governments listen to this going, that's a good idea. (laughs) Write that down. And we go back to Brandon's comment. Hello, everyone. Watch list friends. (laughs) (laughs) If you were not on a watch list before you tuned in, you are now. You are now. Well, it's like uh, you guys have been watching um, Miles uh, Rutledge and his... um, his uh, trip to Afghanistan and stuff where he confirmed that, yes, they are in fact selling surplus to all of the uh, American military hardware uh, that was left behind in Afghanistan. And he was like, I mean, if anybody's interested, you can buy an APC for 15 grand. And, <laughs> and like, he like listed like the all of the prices of like, I think yeah, I saw, I, like, saw vi- I think I saw a video like that on, on telegram. Of like not like not like a kit like a Kaibar pass market type of thing, but like like a website, like an Afghani website that just had them listed like in in whatever Afghani money is, and then like U.S. dollars, and then in euros or something like that. It was just like M4s and nods and and mm-hmm. jackets and and tents. Oh yeah, and, he said um, it, the the um, the panorama nods. They're selling mm-hmm. them for like three hundred and fifty dollars. <sighs> Because they have so many of them, um, there's worth as much as people's fucking houses. Um, and they're selling like, like he was like, oh yeah, if you want an RPG, it's like six hundred dollars. Um, if you want, you know, like this, it's and, like he just like listed all, and he's like, by the way, just even looking at this post, you're probably on a watch list now. Oh, uh, I'm already on a watch list. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing new. Well, and he brought back some of the the Afghan war rugs too, like, a, and he's got those for sale right now on eBay. Um, he sold off a bunch of the little Taliban flags, too, and like flag patches, like all the their military patches. He got a bunch of those, brought those home. Um, he said coming through customs back into the UK <laughs> was really entertaining. Did you, uh, <laughs> did you see the uh, Afghani's? They uh, um, they're making women cover head to toe again. Yep. Yeah, they put and, them the, back and the U.S. the U.S. responded and said, "No, we like if you guys do that, we're going to get angry with you." 
Like that's where they draw the line. That's like that's where the U.S. government draws the line, is making women yeah. cover head to toe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like not well, not anything else that they've done, not like the suicide bombers, not not any of that. Like making women cover head to toe is where they draw the line. I mean, I for one am shocked that the fundamentalist Muslim regime is not pro feminist. Would enforce fundamental uh, Muslim, right? <laughs> Oh, what a surprise. Uh, Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah, it's I'm gonna it's, make women cover up. You better not. <laughs> what are you gonna do? You already lost that, to them once. <laughs> right? You know, write a strongly worded like editorial piece? Oh no. We're gonna reinvade Afghanistan for the fourth time so help me if you make women cover up i will sacrifice a hundred thousand young american men for no good reason <laughs> i will ship and abandon 60 billion dollars worth of equipment <laughs> i will redirect our supplies from ukraine to you so help me you better not <sighs> yeah god like I, i'm i'm with fpc bro we got to create our own extremely moderate yeah, we're the moderate <laughs> our rebel, own moderate foreign militia terrorist yeah. organization yeah that was hilarious anyone who doesn't follow them on twitter uh somebody called them a terrorist organization and they said when does our check from the cia arrive literally quote tweeted <laughs> quote tweeted yeah. and said when does yeah. our check arrive yeah and i said i said oh you guys are about to get a bunch of free military equipment Ooh. <laughs> and jason replied he said i forget what he said oh the, oh, the fpc militia yeah, have said, to hashtag uh, FPC militia. Yeah, and I said uh, we're the moderate rebels. <laughs> extremely, extre- extremely moderate. Yes, we're the extremely moderate rebels. Don't worry. Yeah. Oh. Trust us. All right, let's uh, let's talk about an extremely moderate person. Let's um, let's talk about the reason that we got together today, uh, and we wanted to talk about uh, Randy Weaver, who. Uh, Sadly, passed away a few days ago. Um, confirmed by his daughter. Articles all over the place now about it, and not a single fucking one of them gets the story right. I'm just yeah. I'm gonna put That's that out not. there. No, why none of them. Why would they care about that? You know, uh, accuracy. None of them. Yeah, got, none of them got the story right. It was an armed standoff. Like that's that's yeah. as close as. Well, not that, but like like the 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 reason article reason.com as much as I fucking hate reason for their slants um the slanted um um ideologue not religious not (laughs) (sighs) you know what you know what i'm trying to (laughs) (laughs) just keep digging just keep digging i'm the number one female camp digger I'm just uh, digging, um, just keep digging. Just yeah, keep the, digging. The, re- the reason article, the reason article is the best one I found. Like the, the Times article, the Washington Post article, um, the, the Oregonian article called him a, a member of the Aryan Nation. Um, the Seattle Times article called him a uh, 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 a Christian. Uh, was it a, a Christian white separatist? Like. Yeah, he it's just, personally it's, wanted to be separate from everybody else. That's yeah, from society. But, that's about as close yeah. to a separatist as he got. Yeah, like he just was like, "No, I don't want to have anything to do with you." He literally then, just just wanted to be left alone. Yeah, there's 
I got my it has it isn't on my truck yet, so I can show it off. My feds can't resist Ruby Ridge custom Ridge shotties. Custom shotties. Yeah. <laughs> I need that one. And there's a patch of that one too, isn't there? Yeah, but they were out, so I couldn't get one. Yeah. No, but uh, I just want I would just want to do a quick on this article and then uh we'll get into the other thing that we're going to talk about. But uh, Randy Weaver died Wednesday, just three months shy of what would have been the 30th anniversary of the 1992 standoff that thrust him into the national spotlight. He was 74. So August 21st is the 30th, 30th anniversary of Samuel's death. Um, so born in Iowa in 1948, Weaver enlisted in the Army at age 20 near the onset of the Vietnam War. He was sent to Fort Bragg, North Carolina, where he became a Green Beret, but was never sent overseas. While he was on, or while he was home on leave in 1970, he connected with an old girlfriend, Vicki Jordanson, um, whom he would marry the following year after leaving the military. Right. So so far normal. Uh, Randy and Vicki had each were each raised religious, but together they grew more radical. By the early 1980s, they were speaking of end times, warning that the government would soon be trying to kill all Christians and. Ex and exhorting family and friends, uh, uh, exhorting family and friends uh, to move off the grid to escape the coming dictatorship. In 1990, 1983, the Weavers did just that. The family moved, um, at which point included Sarah, Samuel, and Rachel, left behind a comfortable suburban life to build a modest cabin on a bluff in northern Idaho, panhandled about 40 miles south of the Canadian border. So the bluff is called Ruby Ridge. It's above Ruby Creek. Uh, outside Naples. Uh, by the time the Weavers got to Idaho, um, their beliefs meshed with those of the racist Christian identity movement. They didn't, though, which is why Randy only went to one fucking meeting and was like, nope, not down with this. Yeah. And then... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, during the 1980s, Randy showed up at some meetings of the White Supremacist Aryan Nations Organization. No, it, one. they went to one Maybe meeting one. and they attended a church that just happened to have people that also attended it. Yep. It's literally the only church in the area. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> one of these meetings he met and became friends with Gus, Ma Gus Magazano, a motorcyclist and gun trafficker. Gus was actually Kenneth Fadley, an informant for the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. Because the fucking ATF cannot possibly do shit on their own. They need to try and entrap everyone. By Weaver's telling, Fadley reportedly pressured him to illegally saw down two shotgun barrels. After initially refusing, Weaver, who was hard up for cash, uh, acquiesced. Fadley would later claim at trial that Weaver had approached him. Which was a lie. That was what we call perjury. Why would someone approach a person they just met and said, hey, want to buy two sawed-off shotguns? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. that's... Especially a person, especially a person who is a fundamental Christian and has uh, beliefs that the government is out to get people. Yeah, it makes no sense like, why, at all. Why would, it, why would a semi-paranoid person... Yeah. And it's that. important to note that he, it turned out that the both shotguns were still long enough yes. to be legal, and he was never charged with any crimes uh, no, after was, everything he was, happened. He was charged well, he was and found not guilty. Related to that. 
uh, when uh, Weaver was arrested, the government offered to drop the charges if he would become an informant against the Aryan nations. Uh, Weaver refused, posted bail, and then held up at the cabin. For the next 16 months, uh, BATF agents watched the Weaver's home uh, with surveillance videos, sniper postings, and more. Okay, that is inaccurate. Uh, the ATF, uh, what the ATF did is the ATF said, hey, become a snitch for us. Weaver said no, and they said, fine, we're going to charge you. Yep, right. Exactly. Well, yeah, and so, not only so that. They, they gave, but... they, so, they, so they gave they gave Randy a court date, uh, mm -hmm. and then the public defender gave Randy a different date, and then the court changed it and gave him a third date. Yeah. Right. And so the, the the it was messed up, and then Randy didn't get the right court date, so he didn't show up for the court date because the date that he was told was a different day than what the the court had on record. And then uh, yep. yeah, and then they called the U.S. Marshals. That's the thing. They called the U.S. Marshals because the Marshals enforce federal warrants. So it was not the ATF. It was the U.S. Marshals. Um, so early in the morning on August 29th, 1992, three deputy U.S. Marshals came onto the property in full camouflage. No, it was four deputy Marshals uh, from, the, from the four U.S. Marshals that came on. There were two teams of two. Yeah. Uh, armed with M16s. No, they were armed with MP5s. Uh, Sam Weaver then full camo that didn't have any insignia on. It needs to also be mentioned that the camouflage they were wearing was like army surplus stuff. There yes. was no insignia identifying who they were. No, they were wearing nope. good old woodland. Um, Sam Weaver then 14 was hunting with Kevin Harris, a friend of the family whom Randy had taken in when Sam's dog Striker, uh, they st they spell it S T R I is S T R Y. Uh, took off after the marshals. No, he did not take off after the marshals. The marshals were throwing rocks at the cabin to incite the dogs to test the dogs' reactions. The dogs took off. Yeah. The dogs took off down the hill after the marshals. Um, Kevin and Sam took yeah. off after them, thinking that the dogs had scared up a deer, and they were going to pop the deer for dinner. Uh, took off after the marshals. Sam and Kevin thinking they were chasing the deer. Ran after them. What happened next is in dispute. Uh, but Stryker, Sam, and one of the marshals, William Diggins, killed in the ensuing encounter. Um, the Stryker came around the corner, spotted the four marshals. They were hiding in the bushes there, started barking. Um, the They popped Stryker. Sam said, hey, you shot my dog. Or you shot my dog, you son of a bitch. Took a shot, took off running. Diggins hit him from behind, um, zipped him with the MP5. Went up Sam's back and his arm, almost severed his arm, killed him. Mm -hmm. Kevin Harris raised his rifle, shot Samuel, shot, shot William Deegan, dropped him on the spot. They took off up the hill. Marshals took off down the hill and uh, said, you know, XYZ, uh, Marshals under attack. And basically the FBI set the world after them. Yep. I mean, so. they brought, the FBI brought in, proceeded to bring in, um, the national guard they brought in you know the atf they brought in just everybody because it was of, uh what was it it was something like it was like 2500 federal agents that were there mm -hmm. um fbi hrt hostage rescue team that the snipers were deployed rescue. Uh, rescue. yeah something like Something like five thousand. You are being of rescued. Equipment. Please do not like, resist. Yeah, like five thousand pieces of equipment. Like, like there was so much equipment moved to this little clearing at the bottom of the hill that they like they had to rent rider moving trucks 
to yeah, move they, the things from the from the outpost to the to the area. They had uh, the electric company run new electrical lines so that their base camp could be powered, and they had the phone company run like something like twenty six or something separate phone lines yeah. to yep. the location. Like that's how big an operation this is. If you ever go back and you watch the footage of it, you realize just how big a spread this huge base of operations is and it happens in the course of like a few days that all of a sudden this mm -hmm. is that big and there's armored personnel carriers and shit showing yep yeah and then um kevin harris running back up the hill of the cabin encounters randy running down and um hey they shot sam and they, they take off back up the hill and then later randy goes down retrieves sam's body puts it in a shed um uh, outside, outside the cabin is a, a storage shed. Shed that he still has. Well, have. Yeah. Uh, they, 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 they hunker, they hunker down for the night. And then, uh, Wasn't that the uh, the birthing shed? Because the birthing really shed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. So, in the aftermath, the FBI took over, bringing in its elite hostage rescue team. In the process, the agencies severely softened its quote rules on engagement to what Congress to what a congressional inquiry would later characterize as quote virtual shoot on site orders. They rewrote the ROEs. Um uh Louis Fourie rewrote the 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 ROEs on the plane from Washington to Idaho. Yep. So what he got authorization for in Washington was not what he landed yeah. with. Um, with the rules in place, an FBI sniper opened fire as Randy was entering the cabin. So what had happened is, is Randy had gone uh, to the shed to, to visit Samuel's body, to clean Samuel's body. And then uh, as he was returning from the shed, uh, Lon Harachi fired up, took a shot, hits, hit Randy high and on the right side. Um, Vicky opens the door, uh, tells him to get running, and he goes running in there, Kevin Harris. And then uh, Lon Harachi takes another shot. And uh, hit Vicky Weaver while she was holding her 10-month-old daughter. Uh, the bullet traveled through her and lodged in Kevin Harris's arm. Yeah. So and, uh, the and and if you listen to what what was his what's his daughter's name? Um, Sarah. Sarah. If you if you watch, there's an interview out there with Sarah where she talks about the shed because you know they still have it. Um, and she points out the bullet holes. Horiichi took two shots at him. He took the one that hit him initially. And it passed through a piece of like the um, the soffit on yep. the shed and impacted his arm. And it's probably the soffit that actually skipped the bullet up and why it wasn't a kill shot. Um, and as so as he immediately reloads as um, Weaver runs to the house from the shed, which is probably 35, 40 feet like that. Between, not far. between the two. Yeah. It's not real far. Yep. Horiuchi takes a second shot that also impacts the shed in the soffit um and skips off then he reloads and he actually takes a third shot which i always thought was interesting is that she points out there are two bullet holes two separate holes in that shed but horiuchi only remembers taking two shots and the second shot that horiuchi remembers which was actually his third shot that one hits as uh vicky is turning her back to go inside strikes her in the back of the skull exits through her face um, killing her as she's holding her infant in her arms. Yep. And she had been, keep in mind, when she comes out that door, she's holding the infant in her arms, which means that Horiuchi, looking through that scope, knows that she is holding a baby. He can see that there is a baby in her arms, fires anyway, while trying, just trying to get Randy again, 
hits her, kills her, bullet exits, impacts um, their friend in the arm, uh, which now is what the second time he's been shot over the course of this. No, that was only that was the first no, only time he was shot. First time he's actually struck, but it's the second time he's been shot at. Yeah. Um, yeah Randy so, was hit once, and then Kevin was hit. Yeah, and so now you have both of them bleeding, having been hit in the inside, house inside the cabin, with they, they dragged Vicky's body inside, uh, and and laid her in the pantry area, I believe, uh, but a wooden floor. There's no running water. Uh, there's blood everywhere. And, and Sarah is quoted in her book as saying that she had to crawl through her mom's blood to get to the kitchen because they were afraid of standing up and silhouetting themselves against the glass uh, because they believed that the government was trying to kill them. Which, to be fair, everything up to this point indicates that that's exactly what the government is trying to fucking kill them yeah the you know the thing is too is remember that the if you look at that cabin right on up on the ridge it's a raised cabin so there's there's probably a a crawl space there's a a storage space underneath the crawl space yeah there's like four feet below it before you get to ground level it's kind of up above the ground uh, which is pretty typical of a lot of cabins up there because the snow and everything um but the boards themselves of the floor are just like laid together it's just boards. There's not like a subfloor. There's not not any of that. It's just boards. It's a very so, it's a very rough. It was a very rough cabin. Yeah. So there's gaps in that wood, right? Which means that all of this blood is dripping through those boards. Yeah. And the feds the feds were underneath that cabin. Like Sarah in her book again, uh, or the, the book that she wrote co-wrote with her dad. Um, like they could hear the FBI down there talking. They could hear they they, they could hear people calling out to them. You know, uh, and yeah, then they um, taunt. They taunt the try to taunt with the, Vicky. with the bullhorn. With the bullhorn, like on a on, mm-hmm. on there's a, a guy out there on the bullhorn, like the lead negotiator, or whatever, and he's saying, "Hey, Vicky, uh, what are the kids having for breakfast today? We're having pancakes," and like they would say this mm-hmm. like every single morning, um, because yeah. it was not it was not reported. Like Alon Harache did not report that Vicky was dead. Yeah, and there's no way he didn't know if he was any oh, he, kind. FBI of, HRT, he fucking knew. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he absolutely, absolutely, he absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But I mean, so so he knows what he hit. He's not reporting it. The people underneath that cabin, which is why I brought up the gaps and everything, yeah. are seeing all that blood yeah. drip and down through and that wood, and they're not reporting that somebody's clearly dead. They're not saying anything either to anybody. So, yeah, and it took uh, nine more days for for them to come out, and it was uh, uh, Bo Gritz. Look up that name, B O G R I T Z. Um, well known to to Randy as he has a, a pretty good reputation. He's well known uh, cost, to cost, all, all, all the race. Race. He's yeah. he's a fucking. He ran, he ran for he ran for president, I believe, on the Constitutionalist Party back yeah. in the day. So yeah, he, a, talk, he talks movie. Randy out. But um, all in all, like, <sighs> like Kevin, Kevin Harris was, was found not guilty on, on all charges. Uh, and he ended up getting um, like, like $287,000 or something like that in the lawsuit. Um, Randy, Randy got, um, the, the government gave Randy 3.1 million. It was, it was a million for each of his girls. 
and then Randy took a, a hundred thousand. And uh, he was found not guilty on all charges except for missing the court date. Um, and it was sentenced to like to like eighteen months. And he did uh, at the end of the trial, it was like sixteen months that he had been incarcerated. They gave him credit for time served and released him. And then um, uh, the four uh, U.S. Marshals uh, in uh, March first, nineteen ninety six, they got the U.S. Marshals' um, um, highest award for their bravery. Their bravery. Uh, yeah, and of the of the twelve FBI Run agents. Away! Of the 12 FBI agents that were uh, punished for the actions at Ruby Ridge, uh, the most severe one was like a two-week suspension. Um, and you that's the same That's the same suspension that they would give someone for losing like a department-issued cell phone. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and uh, later, not only that, but Lon Horiuchi. Uh, Boundary County, which is where this happened, the DA tried to charge uh, Lon Horiuchi with Vicki Weaver's murder. Um, yep. And and um, uh, William Barr, you guys should know that name. Right. Bill Barr, of Attorney General, former Attorney General, General Bill Barr, Trump's mm-hmm. buddy, um, walked in. He was the FBI. He was the lawyer for the FBI. Uh, walked in and cited the supremacy clause of the Constitution, and uh, the Boundary County DA was forced to jump charges. Yep. 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 Um, a couple of years after, it was like 1997. Or, I want to say it was seven or, or, or like 1997. There was a, a new sheriff that was uh, elected, and uh, he made a point of running on getting justice for the family and all that. And uh, they actually found one of the bullets um, in a tree that William Deegan had fired, uh, and had DNA evidence from Samuel in it. Uh, and ballistics confirmed it was from the Marshall's MP5. So there's that. Yep. But they got an award. But they got an award for their bravery. But you know, at the end of that, mm-hmm. of course, Lon Horiuchi <clears throat> remains with the FBI's hostage yep. rescue team. Is that way? And a little bit later, yep, he'll be in Texas yep. at Mount Carmel, outside yep. Waco, and uh, will also be on the team that murders everyone at Waco. Yep. Oh. Mm-hmm. But uh. Yeah, August. Uh, in August, we'll do like a, a whole episode on Ruby Ridge, and we'll get into all the gritty details. And um, there's a lot. Like we've talked about it before. I've written about it. Um, that uh, there's a lot of shit that went down at Ruby Ridge that is just fucking uncool from the from mm-hmm. on the on the government standpoint and, and aftermath of that and. Remember, that's that's thirty years. And don't, ago, and don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. This happened under George H. W. Bush. Ruby yeah. Ridge was yeah. under George H. W. Bush. And like I was saying, that this was thirty years ago. This was their resolve. Yeah. If you didn't abide by their rules, well, it was it was all ago. part of a uh, uh, Operation Patcon, uh, Patriot Conspiracy. Uh, I mean, this 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 is the same ATF. Um, um, operation that created a neo-nazi group in texas that was in nothing but atf agents just mm-hmm. so that they could run guns to border militias yep, yep. right this is this is the same people that um there's a train the same <laughs> <laughs> the same, same operation that um 
um, has hands in Oklahoma City, the same operation that went after uh, those in uh, in Waco. Um, the, well, yeah, uh, it's important to remember with Moretti, Moretti militia in, in Michigan, and they were not good, not a good organization or not a good operation. And in the end, only like three people were arrested, and it was all for minor crimes. It, honestly, has the ATF ever run a good operation? No. No. So, I mean. No. Uh, well, I mean, that's good for us, I guess. <laughs> government government ineptitude is always a positive. Well, yeah, I mean, nobody, well, that's true, we always but talk about that, that on this then show. We're all, then we all got to worry about being CS gassed and, you know, flares launched mm-hmm. into our homes. That's why you have a gas. I, I, don't, right. I, I do not look forward to digging trenches <laughs> in the FEMA camp, bro. Like, I have if no I'm, intention. If I'm going to go out, I'd... Yeah, I'm you know, not gonna. We're not gonna make it to the FEMA camps. No, <laughs> that's that's not gonna happen. Um, but the you know, like we always talk about on the show, though, better. Um, the hell was better, that? I don't know something on Josh's thing. Um, but there are so no I'm next to a highway. Get used to it. Uh, <laughs> Josh is the mark. We all got sounds going. I had a helicopter go over earlier, but uh, there are Fed no boys. better recruiters for anarchism than the government. Well, yeah, I, no I, one I, will I, ever push anyone better towards anarchism than the government it's, itself. It's just like that. Meme we, we've, that we've had that discussion before. You know, who radicalized you, right? Yeah, you like we, we've had that discussion before. Like if I had, if I had lived anywhere else in California. I don't know if I'd have the same beliefs that I have. You know, so I don't know if I'd, I'd follow that same path. And you probably wouldn't follow a, the same path, but like, let's say you lived in Wisconsin, just well, living even, under even Tony then, the Tyrant for well, even then, even then, years. I don't, I don't know, I don't know if the, the steps would be the same. No, the steps would probably not be the same. Yeah, I could I mean, be, I could be running, I could be running for. You know, president or chairman of the Libertarian Party right now, dude. I almost ran for state for Wisconsin, a Wisconsin Senate seat, not in the state Senate, but in the Senate for Wisconsin. I almost did that as a Republican before I started like my full on path towards anarchism. So I just want (laughs) to, I just want to point out like that almost happened, and you know, like there's. But, you know, seeing that and when that was all happening and I was talking to people about that and, you know, and talking to people on um, uh, Carly Fiorina's uh, presidential campaign that I knew and stuff. And once I saw what, the, what was going on behind closed doors and everything with that, that was when I realized just how corrupt everything is. So even if you're involved in government, if you have any amount of real morals and ethics at all you see that and that pushes you towards anarchism i mean everything that the government does constantly will push you this direction. yeah i just i want to i want to read this this last paragraph in this article and then um it'll it'll segue into what we're gonna talk about um let's see uh um let's see uh, did the weavers harbor objectable beliefs sure but there's a big difference between thinking and despicable thoughts and carrying out despicable acts Again and again, key moments of the Weaver story were catalyzed by government actions. 
the possible entrapment over a minor gun charge, the deployment of U uh, armed U.S. marshals to their property, the haphazard rules of engagement that led directly to Vicki Weaver's death. We don't remember Randy Weaver's name 30 years later because of the things he believed. We know it because he was a victim of an overreaching federal government that can be every bit as dangerous as the groups it is uh, allegedly trying to stop. Uh, yep. More so. I, yes. would frequently, I would frequently more so. So, which leads us into the discussion that I wanted to have, and that was about folk heroes. Organic folk heroes. Um, uh, Andrew's wearing a, a, a popcorn Sutton shirt. Right, popcorn. Popcorn was absolutely fantastic. He stuck his finger at the government, kept making moonshine. Um, you know, As Randy Weaver. says, "Popcorn said, fuck you." You know, um, uh, yeah. There you go. Christopher just put on the the Killdozer patch. Marvin Hemeyer, You know, the, the king of fuck around, find out. You know, Rand, or, uh, Randy Weaver is is another one. We talk about uh, uh, Ned Kelly. We talk about uh, uh, Bobby Sands there in in Ireland. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. These are these are the kind of of organic folk heroes uh, that stood up to big government or or were overrun by big government. Um, well, yeah, even more than Bobby Sands on Ireland, uh, Francis Hughes, um, uh, Commandante Francis Hughes, who was a completely peaceful farmer, basically, like he wasn't really anything. He didn't want anything to do with the troubles or anything else. And then British, uh, you know, the RUC. Um, cornered him and beat the living crap out of him and the, beat the living crap out of his brother and so he <laughs> became a rebel and uh, a quite famous one okay, See, and another another one of those organic folk heroes i would eat. rooftop koreans mm -hmm, the rooftop absolutely fantastic another perfect example caused by other government overreach and the right. finest example of the use of a Daewoo K1 ever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, and like we as anarchists, like we're propagandists, right? We love the propaganda that is created by these negative situations that we flipped around um, to spin positively. You know, and it's it's mm -hmm. a, it's a hell of a lot different than uh, the manufactured propaganda, the manufactured folk heroes that we have being pushed on us. Right? Mm -hmm. We have like you know, baseball players and basketball players. And we have people like, uh, like Chris Kyle and, and, and all that, like, you can even go, you know, like the, there was just recently in the last, uh, election here in Wisconsin running against Ron kind was a guy by the name of Van Orden. And the most important thing he thought he had to run on against Ron kind was the fact that he was a Navy seal. It's like, dude, did you did you write your book yet? Or <laughs> if you don't write a book like, about everything that you did in yeah. detail, can you really be called a Navy SEAL? Right? right. If you don't, if you don't have a tanning regiment, you're not a Navy SEAL. Yeah, like the well in Wisconsin, you know, there's a, I forget his name, but he was a state senator for a long time from Kenosha. He'd been part of the 82nd during World War II. Um, I can't fucking remember his name. He wrote a book and stuff. My my grandma knew him, but uh -huh. anyway. He'd been a state senator for a long time and he'd, he'd been a soldier and like that was his whole thing was he was part of the 82nd during World War Two, And that's what made him a folk hero as far as he was concerned. No, it's, it's it's like like Dan Crenshaw. OK, Dan Crenshaw lost an eye. OK, cool. What's he done since? Like it's yeah. it's a it's an entirely manufactured status. Well, look at uh, talk about manufactured status. Look at the ghost of Kiev. 
The ghost of the per another perfect example. Or the Snake Island 13. Snake Island, right? yeah. Like, and it turns out that both of those are complete and total bullshit. Yeah. They or look at the president, the, the Ukrainian president himself. Like the those images of him like in, <laughs> in his battle gear and stuff was from a TV show. <laughs> yeah. Well, because he's a comedian. Don't forget he's a millionaire comedian TV the BD, star. The BDU still had creases in them from yeah. being folded <laughs> on the shelf. But he's on the yeah. front lines with his soldiers, you know, against the Russians. Yeah, or the, the he's, stage he's on the front photo. Line, he's on the front line of the, the organized dinner with the other state heads. Yeah, the, the, or the, <laughs> the stage photo with him sitting on the steps of that partially destroyed building or whatever, and then you see the behind-the-scenes photo, and there's all these photographers around mm -hmm. him and like realize that the building is actually completely intact mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong yeah. with it at all and like yeah it's 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 the power of propaganda right and you see people yeah. perception and, and propaganda well yeah i, I, I want to go back to um uh, what i said earlier about athletes right athletes athletes aren't heroes right what you know what what makes what makes lebron famous um isn't putting a ball in a hoop yeah, right. And like, okay, he's done some cool things with the school and this and that. That was entirely a tax shelter. Yeah, that was that was a tax shelter. It's, a, it's his nonprofit is a tax shelter. Yep. Uh, oh yeah. There's and, you, know who, you know who's an athlete. athlete. You know who's an athlete who's one of my heroes is Banker from the Packers because yes, he's Kurt a Banker, Lord like hell, and it is amazing. Yes. But, <laughs> he is fucking. He's you know, third string. He'll never see the field. He knows it. Do you know it, how he, he got? Do you know how he it. got famous in in Green Bay, Andrew? No. Do you know how he got? They somebody saw him riding a hoverboard down the street wearing a uh, Halo helmet. <laughs> and that, that's, that's how the whole thing started. <laughs> see, now, now that's what This is the now, way. I am, I am cool with that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Banker's fucking great. But like, yeah, they, it's, you know, the, the problem is, is that people need heroes, right? They do. You just, everybody needs and that's, some person that's, to rally around to coalesce their, okay. and focus their team spirit and their, you know, let's go. And they're, they're yeah. fighting, you know, idea, the, the sense of, uh, um, um, what's the, the French word for it? The, um, esprit de corps, right? Like that's. Everybody needs that thing, that, that person. To marry men. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pray for the well, safety of our tax dollars. There's a video of one of the politicians meeting, uh, what's his face, Zelensky, in Ukraine, and like shaking his hand, and somebody photoshopped in, in the video, a giant bag of money. And like, he yeah, was handing it off to him. And... It's not, not money laundering, though, we promise. Not no, wrong. it's not, so, wrong. not wrong. Not wrong. Yeah. But, like, that's everybody needs that, though. They Everybody looks <laughs> for those people to coalesce around. Look at the American Revolution, right? You had Crispus Attucks, you know, the first uh, martyr mm -hmm. of the American Revolution, who hilariously, all of these, like, patriot, like, white nationalists, like, they all talk about all the founding fathers and the people who died, and, like, the very first person to die in the American Revolution was half black and half native. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, it goes back to the dawn of humanity. I mean, look at the Vikings had stories about the gods and, and their battles and stuff, and yeah, how they want to live. Lothbrook and Sigurd Snake in the Eye and yep. um, Harold Bluetooth. And yeah, they had that. And that goes the, to the every Romans culture across Caesar. the globe. 
yeah the it's all about like finding that finding that person to coalesce around and it's not beneficial to governments to have those people be people who don't like governments yeah, like yeah, the yeah. 19, 1930s look at the folk heroes of the 1930s right who were they they were john fucking dillinger and babyface nelson and the uh Bonnie Bonnie Clyde. Clyde. and yeah like that those were the folk heroes they're still folk well heroes. even like in the old yeah. west billy the kid and uh yeah and, you know, and, and again and james gang and 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 again going going i'm going to pick on lebron again what's Le, what's lebron talk about what's he, what's he advertised what's what's his what's his uh uh his beliefs on things right he's he's a pro-china apologist yeah exactly. right he's a pro, he's a pro big government apologist like that's not something to look up to if, if you look up to that well that's antithetical to liberty and freedom and everything well, that i personally of course because who who pays for the team stadium you know where they play the, the city yeah. that it's in yeah, yeah los angeles in the state well, and that's you know, and that that's the funny thing. It, like, and and meanwhile, there's those of us who have popcorn Sutton T-shirts and have Bonnie and Clyde tattooed on their forearm, and <laughs> yep. And we talk about Randy Weaver, you know. Yeah, we talk about Randy I mean, Weaver, he's, and he's not a god, but I mean, like people talk about it all the time. We we like when we talk about in the Boog movement, we talk about people having gun ownership and standing up to the government. Randy told the government no. Oh yeah, like the, you know, like, I was just the, like he said. He said he said no, and it came at yeah, him. It cost him his family. It came at, it cost yeah. him his wife and his son. Yep, and his son, and yeah, and I mean, like, and his peace of mind for the rest of his life. And, yeah. and popcorn. How many? How many? How many nights did popcorn spend in jail? Um, quite a bit. <laughs> I mean, he. A lot. That guy got arrested you know? a lot and didn't care yeah. at I mean, all. Bobby, but... Bobby, like <laughs> to Bobby Sands, right? He was part of that hunger strike. Got elected, and then like, like was it like four days later or something? Like that, he died. Right. Yep, he died yep. on the hunger strike. Yep, you know, him. Ned, um, Ned Kelly was killed. Yeah. Well, I mean, Ned Kelly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, folk hero. Yeah, but also definitely a criminal. Uh, yeah, he was it's, like, yeah, the James he was game. not a good person. James King, uh, yeah, they weren't yeah, not a good person. Machine Gun Kelly, Babyface Nelson, Pretty Boy Floyd, not good people. Um, John Dillinger, not a good person. Yeah. Um, Buddy yeah. and Clyde, not good people. Yeah, Uncle but, Ted. Jack said Uncle Ted. Like, yeah, take his fantastic not, ideas. His 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 ideology is fantastic. When you when you read through it, eh, going about it yeah, is not really not the best. a good person. Uh, not not. A, yeah. Um, you know, but again, he's he's not a manufactured folk hero, though. Yeah, but he's there's, no, there's any and any time that is well, or anybody that is an organic one is automatically someone the government demonizes because it's not somebody they can control. Well, not only that, but they're also never clean, right? They're never squeaky clean. They're never mm -hmm. this completely innocent person. They've always got a colored checkered past. Popcorn Sutton may have murdered a guy. At some point when he was younger, Randy, um, Randy Weaver, <laughs> Randy Weaver, nah, he, he kind of Correct. hung around with Nazis. Um, he was Correct. I mean, there's some, there's some, yeah, there's, there's, there's some things. But the, you know, like I was just talking last night. Uh, I was just talking about how a, in 150 years, if we don't get nuked before then, um, that that's a pretty big if. Yeah. Uh, um, increasingly after the announcements today. Uh, but I'll wait the, for Flash. Yeah, 
but the you know i talked about how you know 150 years if things go the direction that i think they're going they're going to start like the same way that we now looking back at the american revolution point to people like crispus addicts and john adams and samuel adams and you know and and those guys you know thomas Paine, and look at them that they're going to be they're going to look at certain people from now and from the past 25 30 years as people who were fomented yeah. the second civil war the second revolution and i think duncan lemp is going to be duncan lemp Breonna taylor nobody um, from the show <laughs> no, if, if, if I like, I I shared that video with, uh, the other day about I tagged all you guys in it. Like, if I go down, fill, put my vest on, fill it with yeah, tanner. Right? Right. <laughs> yep. Um, if things get too spicy, I'm just gonna blow this bitch up, man. I know it's what yeah. you would have wanted. Like the, the, end of Vikings, <laughs> the end of Vikings, they put uh, uh they they put him on the horse and let him ride out there after he was dead. Just saying, I'm, I I can be a decoy, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's. <laughs> That's Didn't the thing, they do though, the same like, thing to Jax Teller at the end of Sons of Anarchy? No. He's well, like, sort of, he, he's, he was he's on a motorcycle and, and distracted. He suicided, he suicided yeah. himself yeah. into a... Yeah. yeah. And he you still get the, the impression that his father had done the same thing, really, and that's what it really needed. Yeah. But, but anyway. So, yeah, but I mean, like, this is all... You know, these are things, like, keep in mind that, like, folk heroes really matter, especially to history. Like, we talk in history, you know, I'm a historian, we talk about specific people whose names we still remember. We still talk about what they thought and what they did and, and, you know, and how they lived. And like some of these people will matter for potentially an incredibly long time. Mm -hmm. Holy crap, Forest Mommy's on. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> She's the best. With, with any luck, she'll be in our FEMA camp. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she'll enjoy that very much. <laughs> Co-ed female camp. There we go. So. How could that go wrong? Uh, <laughs> who said anything about wrong? That sounds yeah, very, very right very to me. Right. Yeah, yes. uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm happy running a running a female camp strip club, which should be a T-shirt. Derricka <laughs> uh, <laughs> can run the brothel. It won't be on Mars, but you know, I was employee of the camp. month. Yeah, I was employee of the month at my local FEMA camp strip club. We'll um, dance. We'll dance for rations. <laughs> no. Is your is the Tabasco that came, that you put in your chili mac spicy enough? Well, if not, we got spicy for you. Come visit. <laughs> Oh, five PBs for a PJ. Oh, just... <laughs> uh, but speaking of that, now we now we have to go on the article now about uh, Las Vegas. Oh yeah. oh yeah, it would not be uh, it would not be an episode of Anarchy Mong Friends if we didn't talk about strippers at some point. Yeah, we we have. This is a uh, sometimes it's just as simple as talking about Andrew's ex wife, but yeah, you marry one stripper. Come on, we've and... we've all already been. It there. was one time. It's got to be a patch. To be fair, he always does learn from his mistakes. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ish. Las Vegas Jiggle Joint stands with Ukraine <laughs> by auditioning strippers from war-torn nation. Fucking 
I'm I'm not I'm not kidding you. That's that's exactly what the headline says. I it just I'm, and I've never I'm not, ever heard a I'm show not making, called the Jiggle Joint. I'm not so making this up. That's exactly what the headline says. Yo, I got your episode jiggle title: joint. Folk Heroes and Jiggle Joints. Folk Heroes yes. and Jiggle Joints. <laughs> <laughs> a strip club outside of Las Vegas is supporting Ukrainians and their struggle against the Russian invasion by hiring strippers from the war-torn country. I fully support this. I, as I've mentioned on previous episodes recently, have you seen women from Ukraine? <laughs> the venue Little Darlings recently posted an ad on their club sign- signage that declares, quote, now auditioning Ukrainian strippers. The ad also includes a Ukrainian flag and the words, we stand with Ukraine, written underneath. I wonder if it's a two-stage club, so you could have like a Russian stripper on one and a Ukrainian stripper on the other. And they could oh, do that, like a burlesque show. Mud, mud wrestling, bro. I'm telling that would be just <laughs> you know, that's how they should settle this. Get a Russian stripper <laughs> and a Ukrainian stripper, fucking mud and je- mud wrestling and jello wrestling. How do you feel about on the border the, just have at it? Get Putin and the clown out there. Hey man, how do you feel about the war in Ukraine? I don't know, but I'll tell you that my man Pats is definitely armed. <laughs> the club's manager, Pete Dodderter, uh said they already hired one Ukrainian dancer who noticed the sign. When asked if the ad was if the ad was inappropriate, uh, Doterra insisted, "Quote: We're standing by them. It's not anything derogatory towards them." Uh, he added, really "Quote: We feel them. like if we can help out in any way, that's the best way we can do it. Is maybe help put someone to work." I, yeah, I mean, I guess that's, you know, I'd rather that than sending them billions of dollars oh, worth of armaments. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So. They'll make good money. Yeah. Whole, yeah. Little Darlings is known for its eye-catching signage. In 2015, the joint posted an ad that said, quote, now auditioning the class of 2015. I remember that. <laughs> I remember when that, yeah. All right. Yeah. They're them. Okay. Nice. Nice. Dotri said of the club's advertising practices, quote, it's more of how far can we go? It's a job. We don't exploit women. If anything, we exploit men. Well, hey, yeah. that's true. So, yeah. I mean, if, if you're if you're Ukrainian female and you're looking for uh, making some money, there's a strip club in Las Vegas that's looking to audition you. Yeah. If you're, a, if you're a Ukrainian woman listening to this and you're looking to possibly strip down, uh, first stop at my house, and after that, uh, <laughs> go to Las Vegas. <laughs> Andrew will help you earn the earn trip money. Yeah, I have a friend that can send and, that article. Andrew will too. just make sure that that you're qualified. Yeah, to, I'll, I'll give you to tips, get hired. pointers. You know, yeah. remember my my first yeah. wife a was the pointer and tips. At the club she was at, so. Yeah, you know. Andrew, I'm sure no you'll, you'll give her pointers, couch. right? Yeah, I'll give her. I'll give her tip. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> tips. I'll give her the tip. I mean, uh, a tip. Uh, <laughs> what was that you were talking times. about earlier, Andrew? Uh, Thirty-six inches and sixty bucks, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's Double awfully tip. optimistic. I, I I appreciate the compliment, but boy, are you way off. You're not my race. <laughs> it's a potato. <laughs> wow. That's that's the real Irish famine. 
<laughs> Side note, whiskey in the nose does not feel good. <laughs> That's also what my ex said. Uh, don't don't, don't ah, kick shame me, bro. Don't don't kick shame me, bro. Ah, <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, Speaking of Ukraine, that one ten millimeter, he'll never lose. Hey, ten millimeters is all you need. <laughs> Get the job done. <laughs> I got, I got nothing. I got. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Most professional ever. Oh, this is what happens every time, though. You know, like we talk about strippers, and there's just a bunch of innuendo and double entendres. And yeah, then... it's kind. Of, it's really too bad. Derek is not here for this because. She would be having just as much fun as the rest of us. Get better already, Derica. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. <clears throat> so, uh, Biden signs land. Uh, Biden signs Lend Lease Act to speed up weapons delivery to Ukraine. Andrew, what's the Lend Lease Act? So, the Lend Lease Act uh, is kind of famous. Most people know it from World War II, although it also happened during World War One, uh, where basically the United States government gives equipment to a foreign power uh with the understanding that they will either pay us to lease it and eventually return it or simply eventually return it uh more or less uh basically it's buying equipment on credit um that can be just forgiven where we just go ah you don't need to pay us back for that um it's one of the things that kept soviet union from being overrun by nazi germany uh kept the uk from being overrun by nazi germany during world war ii um, also led to the sinking of the Lusitania, didn't it? Yes, the Lusitania was where I was going, actually, with the World War One. So uh, the Lusitania, and this is why this article matters, the Lusitania was sunk by a German U-boat off the coast of Ireland um, before the United States entered the war. There was a bunch of American citizens on board. It's what really brought the United States into the war, which Woodrow Wilson had been trying to do for some time by then. Germany always maintained that it was a legitimate military target, that they had spies in New York that were aware that it was taking Lend-Lease equipment to the uh, Entente, right, to the, the allies of World War One. America, Britain, they all maintained that, no, it wasn't a legitimate target. It was just a passenger ship, and how dare you, you murderous bastards. A uh, number of years ago, we finally found it, and we sent a uh, an unmanned underwater vehicle down with a camera and looked in its hold, and lo and behold, it's packed with artillery and artillery shells and ammunition and is definitely a military target. But it pulled the U.S. into a world war. Yeah. Oh. Just like in World War II. Those, when who fail, fail. Those who fail to study history are doomed to repeat it. Yep, World yep. War II, same thing with the convoys. The convoys getting sunk, carrying military arms to uh, Britain, drew the U.S. into the war. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, President Joe Biden signed into law a measure designed to make it easier for the U.S. to send weapons and supplies to Ukraine as the country continues to fight off a Russian invasion that began in February. Quote, every day Ukrainians pay with their lives, Biden said. Uh, Monday as Russia's continuing attacks, aiding that the legislation uh, he signed at the White House would be another tool to aid the government of Kiev. The measure which borrows... Totally not Nazis or anything. Yeah. Uh, the measure which borrows its name from the law that ended the U.S. policy of neutrality ahead of the World War II and stepped up support to the U.K. and other allies 
cut some red tape, but does not include additional funding. Biden had signed separately asking uh, Congress $33 billion into Ukraine, including several billion dollars for weapons and security assistance. Quote, I'm signing a bill that provides another important tool in our effort to support the people of Ukraine, the president said. You're signing another bill to make sure that you know, Raytheon and all the oh, other military hold contractors. On. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Give me, to... give, me, give me two paragraphs. Hold oh, that thought. Am I getting ahead of you? Hold, hold that thought. Give me two paragraphs. Uh, the bill was introduced to the Senate by by a bipartisan group, including Texas Republican John Cronin and Maryland Democrat Ben Cardin. Biden last week promoted the importance of U.S. and allied weapons for Ukraine's defense with a visit to a Lockheed Martin Corporation plant making Javelin anti-tank missiles, which American and NATO officials say have been instrumental in stopping Russia's invading armored columns. Actually, the end laws in Russia's complete ineptitude are the things that are <laughs> well, uh, responsible for that. And the end laws are not American. Um, the I just looked it up, by the way, uh, the Lend-Lease uh, during World War II, $582 billion mo modern equivalent. Jesus Christ. What was that? 17% uh, of the total U.S. expenditures. So think about that, how much the war expenditures were for World War II for the United States, that that's only 17%. So um, that tells me we're kind of still paying that debt to this day. Yeah. Uh, uh, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said that the U.S. has been able to deliver weapons into the hands of the Ukrainian government within 72 hours after the president authorized them. It's almost like that stuff was already on the way. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. It's like we have a giant, huge military bases in, so, in Europe that can deliver it that fast. So, um, 40, oh, my God. Nobody look at Germany. Let's say, run it off, $40 billion. Uh, the annual budget. For the Ukrainian military is five billion dollars. Yeah, and, and, it's, it's, the and annual, this isn't this isn't the, tax dollars, right? This isn't tax dollars. This is created out of thin air dollars. Yes. Yeah. Well, and and yeah. just to kind of make that even more which, interesting, which isn't the, going to help inflation at all. No. Nope. No, it isn't. And I mean, like, and remember during World War II, the last time the Lend-Lease was used, uh, the, like, the entire U.S. economy stopped making things and started just making just war making, equipment. No, I mean, you no. had Louisville Slugger making M1 carbines, you know, like, that's, <laughs> that's the, that's the point that we went to. I and just like, found out my uncle has one of those. That's worth a fortune. Um... 131 billion of it went to the Soviet Union and 18.6 billion went to China, by the way. So that worked out well. Oh, that's lovely. Long term. Um, yeah. So that was a thing. Um, so to go along with that, what I was saying about the Ukrainian military budget, the Russian military budget is roughly 70 billion US. So the amount of aid in this Lend-Lease program that we're throwing at the Ukrainians is damn near the size of the entire Russian military budget. Yes. But don't worry. It's not going to cause inflation and it's definitely not an act of war <laughs> to get <laughs> the entire country's military budget worth of equipment to one side. 
it's it's definitely not an act of war at all. It's definitely not you know poking the bear with. Yeah, I was just gonna say that, Andrews. On top of that, let's not not forget that today, Fin Finland announced that they are uh, filing Finland, the paperwork. Finland and uh, and someone else, right? Finland and Is it Sweden. Sweden? Sweden um, we're going to, I believe, but um, Finland is the one that's confirmed that they're definitely going to do it. You know, Finland, which has such a fabulous non-hostile, non-military history with Russia over the course of its existence. Laughs and white death. Yeah, since, you know, won its independence from Russia. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> CNBC 15 hours ago says that Finland and Sweden set to apply to join NATO, uh, a historical move for the traditionally neutral countries. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. And, you know, they're, How could I don't that know. possibly go wrong. So, so part of the reason, just, just to put this in perspective, okay, part of the reason why Russia attacked, well, the Soviet Union attacked Finland in World War II is one of its single most important ports is right up in the northern bit there right next to finland and there's this tiny little isthmus that connects finland to what was then the soviet union right where saint petersburg is so russia attacked them immediately because they had been basically been invaded and and kind of taken over by the nazis so the um the soviet union attacked them right away because of that geographic danger a geographic danger that in case you missed you know like plate tectonics in school hasn't changed (laughs) since then (laughs) what do you think is going to happen if they're invading ukraine because ukraine was threatening to join nato and now finland and sweden and yeah, now Finland if, and Sweden are both saying, "Oh, we're we're going to join NATO too." How could that possibly go wrong? How do you think they're going to take that? Do you think they're going to take it well? And Turkey, uh, who's on Russia's border between Russia and China, uh, said it is not imposing, not a, not opposing. Um, For those uh, that yep, need a Sweden yeah. and, and Sweden and Finland from entering NATO. Yeah, and Turkey, don't forget, so already be, is a NATO country, and right, already so that would is a foreign in the side. Finland and NATO is that that's Lithuania right below that, right? Or no, that's is Estonia that Latvia? And Latvia. Estonia and Latvia. So on that's both sides of that little tiny strip of water would be NATO partners, and then you have that. That that little tiny batch of coast in there that's oh. rough. <laughs> mm-hmm. How could that go ever go wrong? Well, and then don't forget there's there's the disjoined portion of Russia and Kaliningrad too. Mm-hmm. It's it's just it's I don't want this to happen. I'm just saying it's I fun. do not want this to happen. It's, it's absolutely just yes. Jack, you're absolutely right. Long. This shit glows. Yeah, and so will we all after the irradiation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like I said Laps earlier, wait for Flash. Fallout, you know. Again, shut I'm up, just shut up and take my uh, shut up, take my bottle tops. Yeah, mm-hmm. take my bottle caps. Um, I, for one, hope that uh, I get to watch the marshmallows achieve perfect roastness 
before <laughs> I get vaporized by the. It'll be like that instantaneous, like tenth of a second that you'll get. A, you know, you'll I, see I don't that know perfect roast that... and then gone. Yeah, but yeah. I'll have a moment where I can go, <gasps> and then, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Because we're in Wisconsin, and what's in Wisconsin? Volkfield. What is Volkfield part of? The American nuclear arsenal. Yes, it's the back one of the backup control centers for the American <laughs> nuclear. Oh weapon. yeah! Yay! Yeah, San Francisco is like thirty-five miles that way. Volkfield is about ten miles that way. I'm like an hour and a half from NORAD, and like three. Army oh, you're fine. You're actually fine. Colorado, Colorado's well, not going to exist. Oh, uh, oh, and and Space Force. There's there's two Space Force bases here. Space Force. Uh, <laughs> Space Force. I want to I want to throw out there that the Steve Carell show Space Force, it's fucking hilarious. Absolutely glorious. It's so hilarious. <laughs> definitely one of the funniest things that I've that I've seen in a long time. Um, but no, the you know the thing is is like this is this is what country like. This is what happens when countries start confusing virtue signaling with actual like policy decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Where these people have become so insulated by their ideas that I can virtue signal people into shutting up and I can do this cancel well, culture I mean, thing. And I can to, to just be fair, yell like, and scream. To be fair, we talked about this before. Like, I, th- this was the plan. Oh, yeah. This oh, is yeah. always the plan. Yeah. Because, you know, and like, and I've I've encountered people who I otherwise, you know, previously regarded as fairly intelligent and and well up to date, argue with me that, well, Russia is just trying to take something that doesn't belong to them. And (laughs) historically, the the two provinces, the the two provinces, first of all, yeah, but historically, the two provinces that that Putin initially invaded, right, the the, the Donbass region, the general Donbass region, specifically Donetsk, and the Crimea, right, those were part of Russia. They literally speak Russia there. Before World War II, those were part of Russia. Those have been a part of Russia for a very, very, very long time. They still speak Russian. The majority of people there speak Russian. They have Russian heritage. And they had both declared independence from Ukraine and said, we're on our own now. We don't want to be part of you. And Russia was then asked to come in, which was Putin's justification as he's going in to protect a sovereign nation from foreign invasion. It'd be be like... It'd be like Wisconsin invading, you know, Uper. Well, it is ours. It it, ours. That's the point. That's the it, point. It, we will it, take and it see, back. that could actually happen. Yeah. It'd be like it's it's Wisconsin <laughs> invading the Uper uh, because they're realistically true Wisconsinans. What what's Wisconsinans? Wisconsinans? Wisconsinites. Wisconsinites. Okay, that sounds gay. So they're, they're true Wisconsinites, <laughs> uh, and they're not really Michigan. No, it not, doesn't sound not, any more gay than Michiganders. I was gonna say it sounds gay. It says the guy who lives in the Bay Area, right? Well, I guess that would make him an authority on it. Ta- I suppose takes, it takes would, one, yeah. takes one to know one. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I speak on what I know. Cheese curd supremacy, motherfucker. Cheese and and you know, supremacy. if you go, if you go to the UP, if the you U- went just by, um, you know, team affiliation. The UP belongs to Wisconsin because that place is more green and gold than most of Wisconsin. Well, it's not yours. It's not yours, Wolverines. 
Full room. Not me, bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's it's ours. It's ours. It will always be ours. It doesn't matter what anyone has to say about it. All right. Give it no, to Ken. <laughs> yeah, we don't want them to have it either. Them. Dude, you don't understand. I don't think they want the, it like, at this point. The, the like blatant, <laughs> like almost racism in Wisconsin about Canadians. It's hilarious. Oh God. Well, it's because we keep getting confused for fucking Canadians. And I know. Yeah, that's what it We're not Canadians. Um, that's <laughs> what you sound like I, me. I was once in uh, a store in Minocqua, which is way northern Wisconsin, up by the UP. And in line behind me was two guys that I thought for sure were doing a Bob and Doug McKenzie impression. And then I realized that they were actually just talking like that. <laughs> well, that's like a, a couple number of years ago. I took my uh, I took my aunt to a Packer game because she had never been. And it was on her bucket list, and I had never fifty yeah, first state of yep, superior. State of superior. Actually, I like personally. I like oh. Republic of the Northwoods. I think Free Republic of the Northwoods, and we just take northern wisconsin uh northern minnesota the upper peninsula that entire lake superior lake shore i'm there that entire lake superior uh, shoreline just take that right along there down as far down as highway 10 in wisconsin right anything north of highway 10 i'm I'm there i'm there deal but yeah i took my aunt to that game and it was against atlanta and my god everybody around us sounded like they were from escanaba so, all right, okay, I got a, oh, I got yeah. the hidden, I got the hidden article. Oh um, boy, that this never is fun. the one we the couldn't prepare for. Of course, if, if okay. I don't, as if we who prepare fucking for prepares? Seriously, well, <laughs> if you if you ever look at the information, if you ever look at the information on the YouTube, which I post before we go live, it's don't there. Look at information. We it's look at information. Are you kidding? Who no. This is the most professional podcast on the internet. Why would we need to prepare? <laughs> you expect us to look at him. That would require things like reading. <laughs> Andrew has never been known for his Superior reading. Your Liberty Alliance, Northern Minnesota to Monaco and the UP. Well, I think far south of Monaco, like you'd have to go down again to Highway 10, which is like Black River Falls, which you've heard of. If Highway you're familiar 10? With... Yeah, Highway 10. Highway 10 does not go to Black River Falls. Well, it's it's like down that general... No, it isn't. North-south. I mean, it's a little... Hi- Highway 10 is up by Eau Claire, you dummy. Yeah, it's a little north of it, but I'm saying like that general All right, okay. area. All right, but so most this, people this article... Heard of that. I'm not, not going to give you the headline. I'm not going to give you the headline. I'm just going to start reading. Oh, Lord. Okay. In March 2016, Anthony Novak found himself in a jail cell for several days. His phone and computer seized by police. His offense? For 12 hours, he operated a parody Facebook page mocking the police department in Parma, Ohio, and advertised yeah. such fake community outreach events like pedophile reform, meeting, and a gathering with free abortions out of a police van. Yep, I, I actually, as soon as you said Novak, I knew who, what you were talking about, and I'm like, oh, yep. Jesus, this. After several <laughs> people contacted the station... Police went on to secure several warrants, a warrant for Facebook, another for Novak's apartment, and an arrest warrant. He was prosecuted under an obscure Ohio law that prohibits using a computer to hinder police duties. Because Ohio sucks. 
Oh, a jury wasn't convinced. Novak was acquitted. His peers unswayed by the claim that approximately 10 phone calls the page elicited to the department caused a disruption in operations. Mm-hmm. Quote, the statue he was charged under was clearly aimed at people who intentionally clogged 901 lines or hack an agency's website. That's uh, according to an attorney who focuses on the nexus between free speech and technology. Quote, if creation of a, of, of a paradactal department page really has the level of effect, the Palmer Police Department should do some serious soul searching about what it's actually doing. Yeah, for sure. If 10 people can disrupt your entire operation that badly. 10 phone calls. 10 phone calls. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is it 10 total phone calls? It's time to sit back and go, are we doing our job? (laughs) Yes. Uh, Quote, while protected speech could be evidence that a speaker committed a separate crime, the First Amendment bars its use on the sole basis of for probable cause. That's according to Judge Thapper, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit. Point for Novak, but for some of Novak's other actions, detailed his claim, quote, he also modeled his page after the department using the same profile picture. He deleted comments uh, that left uh, let his page know it was an official one. And when the department tried to clarify that Novak's page was intimidating its own, he copied the official page's clarification post word for word. <laughs> Literally trolled Approaching the police department. Page. Oh, that's, Put it more plainly, Novak's, Novak's words were protected speech, but scrubbing words and parroting in the department might not have been, according to the judge. The decision go on, or the decision goes on to grant that the officers qualified immunity, which prevents state and local government actors from having to face the civil suits for allegedly violating people's rights if there is no prior court precedent clearly litigating the fact of a plaintiff's accusations. The suit was therefore doomed. Quote, Novak has not identified a case that clearly establishes deleting comments or copying the official warning is protected speech. So so because there's no court precedent saying that him deleting comments or copying the official warning from the legitimate police Facebook page Because there's no court cases saying that's free speech, the cops who arrested him for violating his First Amendment are protected under qualified immunity. That's- and, and, and this is why, in response to the qualified immunity argument, this is why there needs to be citizen militias. I'm not saying <laughs> what they should do. I'm just saying that... Citizen FEMA, militias. FEMA could... six Wolverines. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, Wolverines. Yeah, the oh my god, it just. So this is another one of those cases of because there's no precedent, we're not going to set a precedent because yeah, there's it's, no precedent. It's the same circular was, argument that. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. If there was a precedent, then we'd have to do something. But because right. there's no precedent, we don't have to do anything because we don't want to set a precedent. Because if there's a precedent, we'd have to do. <laughs> yeah, but we refuse to set precedent because there's no precedent. Because other judges refuse to set precedent because there's no precedent. Yeah, it's it's the same circular logic that the entire qualified immunity argument has been based on since its inception. 
And it's yeah. absolutely ridiculous because it's just the government refusing to hold the government accountable when the government does something stupid. <laughs> the government refuses to hold the government accountable because the government hasn't been held accountable because people refuse to hold the government accountable. Because right. if the government held the government accountable, then the government would have to hold the government accountable. That's right. Yes. See? Now we all understand. Don't have bypasses. That's, just... <laughs> That's exactly what popped into my head. <laughs> it's, just, it's so bad, man. <laughs> That's a Douglas Adams uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy reference. Because he has not identified a case that clearly establishes Deleting comments or copying the official warning is protected speech. Because, so because there's no case that says deleting comments on a parody page or copying an official statement from the Facebook page, the cops get qualified immunity for violating his rights. Because no judge has ruled that deleting comments is free speech. So the judge won't rule because no one else has ruled. This is another one of those. Not it. That's what exactly. this is. This is the court going. Not it. Not it. Yeah. Not it. You know. That's what's going on. But this, honestly, they need they, instead of having lawyers constantly be judges, they need to have citizen judges who maybe don't haven't gone to through five hundred hour or five hundred years of fucking college to get these law degrees and just have people rule based on common sense, like. This is wrong. Guess what? It's not that goddamn difficult. This, well, yeah. Th what this highlights, I think, is the the inherent issue that we see constantly, especially in the 21st century, with government. And that inherent issue is that a bunch of old people, and even just government in general, even if they were younger, a group of people will never be able to keep trying to make rules. Will never be able to keep up with innovation. Yep. There will always be innovation ahead of where you can legislate. That just will happen always. That's just always going to happen, which means that a government could never possibly. That's why gun control is better. Keep up. Yeah, gun but control is dead because always go around it. No. Yeah, so like would with, you the, with the three D the three D printed thing, where they're like, well, within one hundred and twenty days, we're going to you know say that anything made after this date isn't grandfathered in and you're not allowed to make them anymore. Okay. But if it doesn't have a serial number, there's no way to prove when I made it, mm -hmm. which means that they all just keep getting yes, made. Same with the, the 3d printed magazines here in California. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's, and that's the thing is, is innovation will always be ahead of the ability to legislate that will always happen. And this is why government oh. trying to legislate things is inherently a bad idea. Trying to have a group of people in charge of things is always a bad idea because they can't keep up with what people can come up with. They can't keep up with this, especially in the 21st century. Yeah, and, and you know, you talk about the whole gun control thing. I mean, it's not, it's not that far outside the realm of possibility that the fact you can 3D print whatever the fuck you want could render absolutely everything related to the NFA obsolete. So you're saying that the Federal Reserve shouldn't be in charge of inflation? They definitely shouldn't be in charge of inflation. Ever. So a former Fed official like warning that like recession may be England. So, uh, it's funny you bring that up because we talked about that last week. I right? Know. That they, they may have to cause a, a recession to fight inflation. 
yeah, today Johnny we have to today we have one uh, a federal former Federal Reserve official uh, warning that recession may be necessary to tame inflation. Oh, look at that! They said it in another country, and all of a sudden, the United States adopts yeah. the same thing that not, you know, not we have been saying two, was part of the plan all along. Two former Federal Reserve officials are warning that the U.S. Central Bank will struggle to tame the hottest inflation of four decades without sending the economy into a recession. The critiques uh, no. were made by the Fed's two most recent vice chairs, uh, Richard Cladera, who, in Jan who in until January served as a vice chair for monetary policy formation, and Randall Corliss, a Trump appointee who oversaw the banking regulation until the end of 2021. Their so, comments came as the Fed races to catch up with inflation, which is at the 40-year high, by aggressively tightening monetary policies. Gosh, it, it's almost like you should hold let on. laws of supply and demand dictate. Oh, hold on. I got one. I got to go in for a quote. The effect is likely to be a recession, given the intensity of inflation and the degree to which unemployment has been driven down. It's unlikely that the Fed is going to be able to manage that to a soft landing. A soft landing. Intentionally driving, well, I mean, the economy is already in a recession. Let's not delude ourselves. But intentionally driving it deeper into a recession just to curb the irresponsible monetary policy of the federal government god god that sounds why does that, that sound familiar <laughs> i feel like i've heard this one before i mean i feel like time... i've heard this many times in history before i, I mean, I mean the, the last time mm -hmm. that there was a big recession right um they credited a world war with bringing us out of it yeah, hey, look at that. Except we're already on our way out of it. And actually, FDR's policies prolonged it. Well, and, well, and, and FDR's policies are. And we're about part to have a world reason. war. Yay! Well, say, and, and don't forget, Andrew, FDR's policies are, are half the reason why we're. Krugman somewhere rubbing his going nipples going completely oh, fucking windows. bankrupt now. No. Oh. Well, yeah, I mean, FDR is pretty easily the worst Fucked thing up, to up. have ever happened to the no, American people. What? Well, the FDR, yes. I would say Jimmy Carter's in the mix. Um, oh, come on, mister. I was bitten by a rabbit. Hey, have some Billy beer. Yay, peanuts is not really <laughs> as bad. No, but then then you have... I just summed up then, Jimmy Carter in three phrases. I just want to point out... True. <laughs> and, then, and then you've got, uh, you know, you can't say that Joe Biden's, you know, done any better than FDR because, well, let's let's face it, Joe Biden has, is, Joe, Bi has is, Joe Biden really done anything? No, I'm I'm convinced that it's Obama getting his wish of a third third term where he's the the puppet master. Well, I don't even think that it's. <laughs> Trains as you're right. Train coming. It's coming around the back. There's the 842. Right on time. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's the recession train. Win. It's the uh, train. They're coming to get the FEMA Jason. train. <laughs> I'm stuck in FEMA prison. At, FEMA at least you get to ride in one of those nice fancy sleeper cabins on Amtrak before, on your way to the prison camp. Yep. Hey, they're private trains, bro. 
They're probably smoking coffee, government issued. <laughs> and smoking synth cigars. Uh, we, don't, we, don't need, we don't need to beat that bush anymore, but let's uh let's talk oh, no, about the this bushes have been beaten to death. You know what I meant. We're not talking about Ukrainian strippers. Right, um, mm. how inflation is changing consumer behavior. This is what I wanted to I get to. Uh, we are we are already start already starting to reach the point of demand destruction. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, um, you're talking seven to eight percent inflation. You're going well, to get that's, demand. That's the official. That's the numbers. official. I mean, it's more like thirteen to seventeen, depending Argen- on Argentina. Just hit forty nine percent. Well, yeah, it wasn't that long ago. I think Turkey hit fifty percent, and there was another country that hit like seventy-five percent. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, with inflation now at its highest, spend forty years, Americans start to feel the pinch, especially in gas and food prices. Naturally, consumers are adapting behaviors, uh, eating less or eating even more often at home, trading down to cheaper products, and shopping at retailers uh, they perceive as doing better on managing prices. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Fun fact: it, the uh, the deer that you shoot in the fall will stay in the see, freezer uh, throughout the course. Yeah, of the uh, inflation highly conservative America. Almost two thirds say their household budget cannot accommodate further price increases. Yeah, I are you kidding? Like, dude, I make not terrible money, not great money, but not terrible money. Uh, do you know how tight my like my budget like? I'm at that point, like the dude in uh, uh, Taken, where he's like, my expenses are X, my income must be Y. Why do I care what makes up the difference? You know, like, I'm already at that point, and I make more than $20 an hour. Well, I mean... I was at that point in California last year. I was going to say, look at at me. Shit, I'll tell everybody what the hell I make. I make $67,000 a year by myself. That doesn't include my wife's income. And we're at that point. Where we're I made looking 74 at in California, and I was struggling. Yep. Okay. Uh, there's, I mean, there's, we're, not, we're not necessarily struggling. We're, we're stable, but at the same time, it's like we should be doing a fuckload better. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, so, I remember when you could make $14 an hour, and you were sitting pretty fucking good, right? Like That wasn't that long could, ago. Yeah. That was, I mean, when I worked at the tire shop, when I left the tire shop, I was making thirteen seventy five, and I was making good money at thirteen seventy five an hour. And that was less than a decade ago. Yeah. Back now in I make back in two thousand ten, when I bought my first house after that, after the oh eight bubble, I was making twenty something an hour, and I bought my first house, and I was living pretty good. Yeah, and now I'm making over twenty. I'm making over twenty an hour, and the idea of buying a house is just a laughable concept for me. You yeah. know, if if, Amber, if we hadn't, yeah, I was gonna say, um, if yeah. we hadn't bought our house when we did, we would be living in in rent or in a rental for the foreseeable future, just because there's yeah, no so, possible way. Yeah, sixty-three percent of all consumers say their household budget cannot. Not accommodate continued price increases. Um, let's see where to go. Eighty uh, percent of I converted consumer, half of my livable space into gardening. Eighty yeah, percent of consumers expect to change their shopping habits if inflation persists. Uh, increased prices will see some buying fewer things, but are more likely to trade down to lower priced items. Thirty-five percent. 
uh, and others will look for, or 42% said they look for things on promotion, uh, and 26% that said that they would buy uh, private labels, such as like Winco brand or Walmart brand, things like that. Yep. Well, I mean, um, we do a lot so, of our grocery shopping at Aldi. Yeah, hold on. I want to, I let's see, is this the chart? These charts are so fucking small. Well, that's um, what happens when you look at them on your fucking phone. The, no, they're small on the they're small on the site. It's really hard to see. Uh, let's see. Okay. Um, uh, total percent it's, of population. The resolution. That's why it looks so small. <laughs> <laughs> well, get yourself some readers. You'll do better, Jason. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, of that sixty-three percent that said that their budget cannot um, uh, accommodate continuing high prices. Seventy-one uh, percent make under fifty thousand. Forty-six percent under a hundred thousand. Yep. Okay. Sixty-one uh, percent Democrat, sixty-seven percent Republican. So. Yep. So, yeah. There's. And, a, you know, when you, when you look at the numbers of people that are hurting extremely bad from all of this massive inflation and everything that we that we're going through right now, uh-huh. I mean. As much as I hate the selection process, the majorities that the uh, the left currently holds, they're just gonna, they're looking to just absolutely get shellacked. Because if you look at the um, the poll numbers out there, the top issue that people are reporting as what they're going to be voting on this fall, or I mean, if you think that that really matters, but are the economy uh-huh. and uh, yeah. And then, the, then you have the left that's continually doubling down on their intersectional bullshit, and they think that's going to be the winner. Let's see. Thirty-three uh, percent said that the 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 primary is uh, they're going to cook at home and, and go out less more. Twenty-eight percent said that they would buy less items. Twenty-six percent said that they would shop more at uh, like a Target or a Walmart. To about ten feet behind me to the left is my chest freezer. In that chest freezer is two hundred and forty pounds of venison. That was hard. Twenty-two percent said that they shopped at the dollar store for the first time. For the first, really? Wow, I admire you guys. Yeah, (laughs) dollar store is dollar store is fantastic for preppers. Yeah, I got these. They got those little those little ten ounce peanut butters for a buck and a quarter. Yeah, Bro, don't, uh, uh, you, don't you ever know, try to order anything in bulk that, though from them because uh, they'll fuck it up. I ordered uh, two cases of picture frames from them. I got a case of picture frames and a case of Bic razors. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's that Shanghai order fulfillment, man. Yeah, I was just like, um, not picture frames, <laughs> but uh, you know, behind me, ten feet and to my left is my freezer there's 220 pounds of venison in that freezer that we haven't mm-hmm. been using because last year when my wife was pregnant she couldn't eat it well when when she was pregnant she couldn't eat venison because it made her sick just yeah, meat in general stomach. made her turned her stomach so now that she's you know obviously not pregnant she's breastfeeding we've been eating more and more out of that and we still have over 200 pounds of venison in there I mean, there's yeah, plenty we'll of meat real quick. Oh, we will, but you know, we won't go through it between now and when season rolls around again. Well, and how many times, right? How many times do we bring up uh, like eatwild.com? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. 
who should really sponsor us if any of you is listening. Uh, <laughs> uh, but ewell.com, right? We bring that up all the time um, ourselves in our, our day-to-day lives. At least I know I do. We bring it up on the show where it connects you to local farmers and you can buy directly from them, which yeah. is going to become increasingly important. Well, and, yeah, I've been, uh, I've been and, hitting a place, I've been hitting a place called chef store. Um, yep. It used to be called cash and carry. Uh, if you ever read 299 days, of the book series, um, that's one of the places that uh, Grant Matson shops. Uh, and basically it's, it's a restaurant supply store, but it's not like it, there's no club memberships. So you can go in and buy it, you know, like a, a restaurant-sized jar of spaghetti sauce, or you can buy like a case of spaghetti sauces at a discount. I've been hitting there, and it's just like I think that's that's my future plan is just to go. Yeah, but I mean, like, what's what's ridiculous, and you know, what ties into this article is the fact that people who previously would never have done this stuff, right? They wouldn't the same, have bought it. Firearms. That, that's that's the same with firearms, also. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. like 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 third like. Was it like thirty-eight percent or forty-eight percent of firearms sold in the past two years went to first-time buyers, and yeah, almost we, half of the, and almost half of those first-time buyers were female. Yeah, well, I've been saying know, that, for years that the future of the shooting sports lies in the hands of the women. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like the, what what we're seeing though is, it, it, and it speaks a lot to what's coming is that people who previously would never, mm-hmm. never have considered going to a farm and buying half a cow or buying an entire pig or stocking up on beans and rice and canned goods and who never thought about prepping before and are suddenly starting to get into it, suddenly starting to do that and be concerned. This is starting to happen. Well, and it's you because... got to remember, it's because of the, the way everything has been going, but it's also because... I can remember having a conversation with my my oldest sister, just for as, as an example, where she had nothing to do with any kind of prepping. Like she never had a garden. Granted, she lives in Minneapolis. It's kind of hard to garden in Minneapolis. But even this year, she has an urban garden garden where she has multiple tiers of barrels that have been cut. She's got a massive barrel garden in her backyard. You know. Fortunately, in my area, I'm surrounded by Amish. I, if I need something, I can always go to the Amish and get whatever I need. I heard a line. I heard a line today that said, "Horse racing is just Amish NASCAR." Yeah, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've seen Amish spinning donuts in snowy parking lots with their. I, have, uh... I last winter, Andrew, I saw an Amish doing a tow rope on skis in the ditch. Mm-hmm. Yep, that one's fun too. I've seen that a couple of times. Yeah, the, there are a lot of Amish around me, Chris. A lot. Which is fantastic because then you get places yeah. like the Amish Walmart where you can go and get just about anything you could ever want. Yeah, and you can go and buy a jar of honey that's this big and that wide for like six bucks. Yeah. It's fucking fantastic. But the thing is, is that people you can buy construction materials from. Well, them I mean, it's, it's, let's let's put let's put two and two and two together, right? So we got. We get, so in, inflation is happening. We have food yep. shortages happening. We have formula shortages that are happening. We have gas shortages that are happening. That on the East Coast they're talking about diesel rationing. Yeah. Right. Yep. How could we well, have yeah, flying around? J? Was it the pilot flying J stuff? They love that they're going to have to. Yep. Yeah, love is another one. one. So uh, and we'll add it. We'll throw in uh, the lend lease to Ukraine. Um, 
incre- greatly increasing the chance, probably probably like doubling doubling plus the chances of World War Three actually happening in the very near future. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's it's not pretty. No. It's not. The, it's not a good look. It's no, if it's you have ever like seen gonna, Postman with Kevin Costner. Uh, <laughs> very interesting movie. Yeah, maybe maybe go back like and rewatch that. Uh, maybe you'll find your Saint Rose in there. Yeah, uh, I like the Postman. It didn't do great, gonna, but I liked it. Yeah, it's gonna I, I feel actually, awfully familiar to you uh, if you go back and watch it. No. Yeah, it's you know that's that's where we're at, and and that's, yeah, we went know, to a dark place. Thing. I did not want to go to a dark place yeah. tonight. Well, but well, that's that's the, what I'm saying. When you start talking about the economy and everything and everything going on in geopolitics these days, you can't help mm-hmm. but end up in a dark place because that's all yeah, there is is much. darkness. There's not much. Well, to at at this point, make sure that you have weapons to protect your family. Make sure that you know how to grow your own goddamn food. Make friends with the local Amish so you have a- or local prepper even to make sure you have access to reliable sources of protein. Yep. And I just, I found a book today. Um, it was don't uh, be afraid book. of bugging in. Yeah, I found I found a, a I came across a book today a PDF that if you ask I will send you. Um, then, it's uh, how to start and train your own militia. Nice group nice. chat. Yeah, I, make sure that goes I, to the group. Yeah. I already know how to do that. I spent. Well, I I do I do too because I'm uh, well, person. yes. <laughs> but the, the Andrew, but, I mean, Andrew, yes, you know how to do that. But I have invited you many times to go down to the farm and actually do shit, and you're like, no, I'm too busy. Because I'm really fucking busy. <laughs> well, you can't trying exactly to make... create and train your own militia. I'm trying to make it, enough it, money to survive until tomorrow right now. So, you know, honestly, uh, if shit goes tits up, making money will be the least of our problems. Well, it's true. But the thing is, is what it all amounts to is if you I, are saying, just starting. I can, I can shake now, it like a Ukrainian dancer. <laughs> I'll make money. If I cannot, but, you know, I, if need if be, I'll, hey, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> If it, twenty bucks is twenty bucks is seven fifty, bro. Yeah, <laughs> Jason, it's, uh, it's not a dad bod; it's a father figure. That's right. Figure, yeah. uh, Make sure she's the, got the daddy. Point is, makes it easier. If you're if you're just starting to prep now, you're already kind of behind the curve, and you really need to do it as fast as you can. Don't panic prep. Yeah, don't sit, panic prep. Down, Talk down, to people. Sit down. Make a plan. Talk to people. Figure it out. Yeah. Talk to your neighbors. That way, you all can work talk, together on supplying each other. You don't get well, talk to people who know how to do this stuff. Talk to learn from people. There's plenty no. of no. YouTube videos I mean, uh, out there. There's plenty of us out there in the public who TikTok. know how to do this. Prep, doing this for years. Prepper prep TikTok. TikTok is actually pretty prep solid. TikTok, prepper TikTok yep. is absolutely setting TikTok yeah. is great. Yeah. Prepper YouTube yeah. is really good too. No. Yeah, so like, don't be afraid to reach out to us on our new Twitter account. Yeah, we have a Twitter account now. We're, cool we're all happy to talk to you, help you out, however you need. It's anarchy yeah. among fruit. <laughs> so we anarchy. are so professional, we couldn't even get the anarchy whole name. Anarchy among FR. 
Anarchy among FR. And why is it that? Because AAFRTD was already taken. Anarchy Seriously? among fucking retards. Yep. yep, that sounds about right. Anarchy among fr. <laughs> so. Well, because we were caught by one of Lon Horiyuchi's fucking sniper rounds. That's why I got cut <laughs> off there. <laughs> Anarchy among fr. fr- yeah. That's uh, uh, Red Mist. Uh, yeah. Are we doing plugs? Plug time? Oh, yeah, pink mist. Plug time? Pink mist. Throw out your uh, throw out your, your coffee plug, Chris. Let's get that. All right. Center. So I started and I'm working with the affiliate of Jeremy from the Quarterings Coffee Company called Coffee linked. Brand Coffee. Link it's in the, the link in the description and it's in the uh, ticker that's been going by. Um, I bought a couple of bi- bags of his light roast. It's really bright because of the stupid light that I've got, but it's really smooth. It's fantastic. And I have found myself needing energy drinks less and less the more I've been drinking it. So get yourself a bag, use the link in the description, and you're helping to support me. So, Andrew. Andrew. Oh, uh, who wants to do the give? Talk about the giveaways. Uh, you guys, the giveaway you guys with that. Do it. Yeah, it? since we're Talk kind of spearheading there. it. Uh, yeah. First, we're doing the popping patches giveaway. So it's up on our Twitter. Uh, you have to like the post, tag three of your friends, share it. You also have to follow uh, Patches Poppins is the official Twitter. And um, that is linked us, on Anarchy Among Fra. Anarchy Among Fra. The grand prize winner will get the, a discount code, a Poppins sticker. This patch right here that says Ban Fossil Fools. A Statue of Libertarian patch right here. It's a it's a Muppets, by the way, in case if you're yes. listening. We go and then audio. I will throw in a bag of coffee to go with the grand prize. This comes out and of my pocket. Coffee. This isn't free. I'm paying for this. This is. Mm-hmm. I so, will send this out of my own pocket. Three first runner-ups will get the uh, Libertarian Statue of Libertarian patch and a discount code. And the second runner-up, the solo second runner-up, will just get a discount code. Uh, throughout the week, as, as people are doing this, I will write down Twitter ads. And next week, hopefully, if we have enough enters, I will put them all in my hat and do old school and pull out, you know, our winners. And they announce them you and can, tag them in the post. You can buy this patch on Poppins Patches. Yes, you can buy the Ed, Ed and Eddie. You can buy the ATF Red Coat, which is a fantastic patch. You can buy the one that started it all. The whole reason me and Dave are buds. This the is one the that way. Wrapped originally on the Big Blue Shark. The Big Blue yeah. Shark. Do, 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 uh, it glows in the dark, yeah. by the way. So don't yes, be surprised when that happens. <laughs> so uh, you can also get very this one. Patches. You can you buy. I didn't patch. know. Okay, all right. Let's get. Let's get this. Let's get these other ones. Andrew, throw these in real quick so we can get under the All two right. hours. Make sure minute. that you uh, minute and a half. check Go. out check out the uh, Derek's book, which is Think for Yourself Thinking Work for Workbook for Beginners on Amazon. It's available right now. Make sure that if you want to care for your beard like a Viking, like I do, keep it shiny, soft, and it smells great. They have all sorts of new scents with their platinum collection. You check out thebeardstruggle.com. Use code INCTANARCHIST15 so that you get 15% off of that order. Also, I'm an affiliate for RK Spookware. So, again, that 120-day thing, if you 3D print your own shooty boys, make sure that you get stuff 
for that that's going to be metal and quality and manufactured by a quality fucking dude. RK Spookware, use the code or use the link in the description so you can get your shit. Also, uh, check us out on Rumble. Check us out on Odyssey. Check us out on Mimi. Check us out now on our new fucking Twitter that we have. Check that out, Elon Musk. Uh, oh, also, if you see, if you're watching the video and you see the flag to Chris's left shoulder, the Wisconsin Boogaloo one, uh, that is from uh, Boog Boogie 79. He does them so, for all the states. He does so is that, that one. one. Yeah, he does the one with the Boog, uh, the Boog Stripe. He does the Boog Unity flag. Check him out. He's super fucking awesome. And you want to buy shit from him, I assure you. And don't forget... That? To support our friends over at FPC. I was checking FPC. Speaking of FPC, FPC, fucking hire me, assholes. All right, yes, hire me already. We'll catch on the net. We'll catch on the next one. Peace. 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 Peace.